Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. All right, everyone. So you all know we are done covering all things She-Hulk. That wrapped up. And now we are moving our focus into the Black Panther and that whole franchise. And of course, Wakanda Forever premiering on November 11th. I know we're both seeing it on November 10th. We're super, super excited. I cry every time I see the trailers. So of course, we're going to cover every angle of Wakanda Forever. This, though, is not our usual predictions episode. We're going to do a special episode talking a little bit about just the franchise as a whole because it goes without saying we all know about the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman and how that completely changed the trajectory of this entire franchise and where it's going from here. So we definitely just wanted to have a really quick, in-depth conversation about what that looks like. And here we go. Katie, what, you know, what are your initial thoughts about this and and how it's going to proceed? You know, I'm I'm pretty nervous. Uh, I think a lot of phase four has been cleaning up phase three in the sense of just, you know, tail ends and everything. Um, or even some of the other phases, uh, introducing new characters. We've been in like a, a whirlwind of a lot of different things. I think this is the first time we're really facing the truth of what happened with Chadwick. I mean, to be fair, let's think about this. Uh, if anybody needs timeline reminder, we did have Endgame come out in 2019. And then 2020, you know, we went into COVID and then by August, Chadwick had passed and we weren't getting any content. And that entire realm, all of Wakanda has not been touched to us, at least since 2019. So I'm very nervous for where this is going to go. I think it's such a hard thing to continue from, especially when you have a character who I know if you could see us, you know, in 2019, we, without the podcast, obviously, but we were having a lot of conversation about, you know, Black Panther's the next mantle. You know, he is one of the next big three. He's ushering in the next phases. Obviously, little did we know in so many fronts, but that narrative has obviously had to change. So I'm not sure what I'm getting into when I walk into the theaters on November 10th, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, no, I'm really glad you brought up kind of the idea of how it's changed the the Black Panther and, and their their spot. I say there because we don't know, you know, who it is anymore, but their spot kind of within the larger MCU, I think, to your point, you and I had many conversations coming out of Endgame, and we've alluded to this in some of our past content about how we really thought, like, T'Challa was it, you know, he is gonna be one of our leaders, and 
obviously, like, that's not possible anymore. That doesn't mean that whoever takes over the mantle as Black Panther is not going to step into that role. But I think it sets it back, timeline-wise, because no matter who it is now, you now have to establish them as Black Panther, potentially as king or queen of Wakanda, however they choose to move the hierarchy or, or update the hierarchy of the royal family now that he's gone. I know we've seen in the trailers, and I don't want to get too far into this because it delves into predictions, and we'll save that for our next episode, but obviously Ramonda has said, you know, I'm queen of the most powerful nation, so obviously she's taken over rather than Shuri, you know, having the the crown passed to her. So either way, you know, setting up this new person as the Black Panther, you have to establish them now before they can really be tied into the larger Avengers and the larger MCU, the way that T'Challa had obviously been taking those steps, not only being introduced in Civil War, but then, of course, really fully establishing him and his who he is and his culture that he comes from in Wakanda and exploring that in the first movie. Then, of course, having, you know, Infinity War partially set in Wakanda, again, establishing his importance and then you know, moving into Endgame and removing some of those past Avengers to make room for others to step into those roles, you know, it was so clear that that was being paved, that path was being paved for T'Challa, and now we have to take a few steps back and have that path paved for someone else, whoever is in the mantle, moving forward, and and whether it's just one person, and that's all I'm going to say about my predictions about who it is. But yeah, I mean, to your point, it definitely has changed the trajectory of not only this franchise, but how it relates to the larger MCU moving forward. Yeah. And I, I think we were so sure Black Panther was going to be kind of that big thread that led us really. And, 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 and maybe it was, and I, and I, maybe we were just as right as we thought we were. And I think that is maybe what some people feel like is missing from, you know, phase four is that one thing that holds us true to where we were in fa- in, in the previous phases. Because I think we've had some obviously, like, Passover heroes such as Hawkeye and Bucky and Falcon and everything who are obviously continuing their story in phase four. But not in the same way, and I think we were expecting to have that thread of the Black Panther narrative continuing so strongly through that it was essentially, you know, the the main part of it. And everything else was able to branch around, and, and we felt like it all came together. That could just be my point of view, of course, as well. Maybe that was never going to be it, but it is definitely a conversation that I think has been coming up a lot. I mean, since his passing, quite frankly, is, you know, where is this franchise going? What's the plan for it now? And, you know, now we're, what, like two trailers in? We are getting tickets for the film, and it's here, and it's gonna, I I think, be one of those big make-or-break moments for Marvel. Yeah, I agree. I think we can't go any further into the episode without, of course, addressing the root question of all of it, which is, of course, what do they do about not just the mantle of Black Panther, but specifically T'Challa? And I know you and I have shared our opinions on it in the past. I think personally, mine has evolved over time as I've seen others' point of view. So definitely going to share. But Katie, I'd love to know to start off, like what you're thinking now, like how do they handle that? What's the best way to go forward? Yeah. uh, And I mean, I guess I could start by saying We've gotten confirmation that they are going to move forward with his character's death, 
and that T'Challa in the MCU will have passed away. Obviously, we don't know anything of what that's going to look like, how that's exactly going to be written. So as far as actual confirmation, we know that's going to happen. But the real debate has continued, you know, should T'Challa have been recasted? And I think that continues to be something that everybody's talking about. I personally have, I I think, aligned very much with what Taylor, I think, is going to say (laughs) after I finish my little spiel, because I do think initially it felt like you couldn't replace somebody like Chadwick. That, to me, would be like sitting there and saying, give me a brand new Tony. I don't think it, it like that's something you can do. The, there are certain people born to play roles. And, you know, Tony was a great example. And I think Chadwick was a great example as far as T'Challa. So I think for a very long time, I was I was very sure that there was no way of being able to replace him and recast him. And I would never be able to move past it. However, I think as time went on, I've been seeing a lot of other people's side as far as, you know, the Black Panther mantle and Black Panther as a character in the comics is endless. I mean, this character is, you know, you could put them up against Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk because some and Spider-Man even. These are some of the big comic characters and you can put them up against them and look at them now and they have all these issues that have come out and they're just you know, spinning him out really endlessly. And he is one of those. And so hearing about the sheer amount of stories he has, the roles he plays and everything else, and taking that step back from the MCU, which I think sometimes it's important to do. And listen, I dabble in the comics. I've made that known before. I don't ever sit here and say that I know everything about the comics or I know the ins and outs of what has happened in storylines. But I will say, sometimes you gotta take that step back from the MCU, and I think taking away that shield a little bit, I, I think in the long run, they, they should have recasted T'Challa, I think. I say that now, my opinion might change tomorrow, but I do think with the stories that that man was a part of, I feel like regardless of where the Black Panther mantle goes, if you are forever going to write off T'Challa as a character now, it, it's, it's limiting to it, whereas I especially think the MCU had planned to go. Yeah, I think we are 90% aligned on our opinions. I definitely agree. You know, I mentioned before, coming off of the idea that T'Challa and Chadwick are one and the same. You cannot separate, you know, the actor from the character. And I think, you know, go back to probably what was our, I want to say, who will lead the Avengers now episode. I think we both made that super clear. One of the things that has really caused me to rethink that position is just a lot of people to your point talking about how important the character is not only in the storylines of the pages but also you know we we can't ignore how important the character is culturally and what it means to specifically the african-american community so in that respect as well like i understand the argument that like you're gonna take away this character like of course we're all heartbroken that chad died but you know that character as larger than him. And I think, you know, even the things that people have said about him that he would agree. I read somewhere that he had had conversations with Shuri about her take, Shuri, uh, Letitia, you know, about her taking over the mantle someday, you know, so he was already thinking about that. And whether that's because he knew he was sick, or just because he truly felt, you know, that he was the character was bigger than him, or perhaps a mix of both, because, you know, everything I think that we've heard about him, he was a truly humble and just genuine person but either way you know 
the character is bigger than just Chadwick Boseman. I do, though, agree, you know, Kevin has come out and addressed it recently, and he said, you know, it was just too soon. We weren't ready to do it. Everyone's still grieving, you know, and the cast has talked a lot about how this, you know, they're honoring him with this film, and they were able to grieve through this film and, and, and through the making of this film and all of that. And And so I agree with that as well, and I think my preference moving forward would be to bring in a T'Challa recast, but from a different universe. I think that this is one episode, one era in which we have the opportunity to really use the multiverse in a way that's really effective and to help kind of honor a character and honor a legacy, but also honor the man who brought him to life first. And so not to take away what Chadwick has done, leave that intact, but also then leave room for those stories to your point that Chadwick is Chadwick. (laughs) Now I am getting them confused. That T'Challa is, you know, so central to, so that we're able to tell those stories and also have the Black Panther represented on screen because, again, he is so important to, you know, the African-American culture and, and Black culture in this country. We saw what happened with the first film and how it was such a cultural and beautiful moment for that community. And so, again, we don't want to take that away. And I think that's a really good kind of middle of the road solution to kind of make the best of a bad situation. No, I fully agree. And I really think that is the only solution if they do want to not completely avoid a character. Because I mean, and I'll use the Iron Man example once again, obviously, he had his beginning and end beautifully done in the MCU. But imagine if you know, something had happened to RDJ after the first movie. You know, I think there there would have been the same questions. And, and if Marvel had chosen to just completely do away with Iron Man, where would we be today? So I think that's another just thought process. And, and I think the way that you were saying using the multiverse is the best option, I believe, to be able to bring that character back, do the stories, and you're not you're not really replacing. I think that's the best way to put it is you're not really replacing when you do that. Because let's be real, when we sat here and watched No Way Home, there wasn't a question in our mind that any of those Spider-Man were being replaced by a different Spider-Man. Like we sat there and we were like, okay, you guys all belong in your respective universes. We love each and every one of your respective universes. And we have the utmost respect for each of you. Even if we do pick our faves, we still have the respect for each and every one of you. So I think that using the multiverse to bring in a T'Challa to continue the storylines that he is so integral in and still being able to have our T'Challa being honored in our universe, I think is so important and is such a pivotal way for, for Marvel to, for lack of better words, since I just used pivotal, but to pivot <laughs> in this, you know, strange time. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, to come up with a metaphor that ties back to one of Chadwick's other movies, you know, he very famously played Jackie Robinson. I think that was probably one of the first movies that I actually saw him in, or at least remember seeing him in. And, um, you know, there's a difference between a team retiring a number and the whole league retiring a number, right? You know, nobody across the league has the, the number 42, but on certain teams, specific numbers are retired. Yeah. So, you know, we may retire T'Challa's number in 616, but another universe might have it. So I think that's kind of another metaphor I was thinking about, you know, just thinking about his larger filmography. (laughs) Yeah. And and I love that because I don't think there needs to be a reason for the entire league to have to retire that number. I don't see the reason for it. And I think to keep the respect for that player, if we continue this, 
to keep the respect for that player in our universe and keep him and lay him to rest properly, I think I fully agree with. But I think bringing him back elsewhere and allowing, you know, whatever is to come from things like secret wars to happen fully and, and have real repercussions and and maybe have another T'Challa show up is the right way to go. Totally. Last question, and it's a bit of a curveball, and I honestly don't know who my answer is for this. But let's say, let's play this out. You know, let's say Kevin Feige in a perfect world, he listens to our podcast because I would literally lose my mind. <laughs> and he goes, if this isn't already in his plan, wow, these girls are really on to something. The idea of the multiverse and having the character live on in that way. Who is the next T'Challa from another universe for you? Oh, Wow. Like the actor or like... Yeah. Who is it? Oh. I know. I literally surprised myself with this question, so I don't know the answer either. Oh. I... My thing is, is unless you're like in Marvel already, I probably don't know who you are. <laughs> so I'm like, oh God, now I need to know some celebrity's name and I only know like the realm of Marvel people. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. If we hadn't already had Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, I would, or like, even a storyline, which I know we had that what-if storyline that still made him the bad guy, which really annoyed me. I know, I really thought we were going in a different direction with that one. That was disappointing. I know, I was so, I was so frustrated. But even if, like, another, in another universe, actually, thought point. Well, he wouldn't, he still wouldn't be T'Challa. No. He could be Black Panther in another universe, but it wouldn't be T'Challa. Well, right. But he could essentially be, like, not name-wise T'Challa, but literally live T'Challa's life if the roles... All the the what-if situation here was the brothers being reversed, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. That could have been a possibility. That still could. I know that's always been a thrown-around thing, and everybody's like, well, he's already dead. But I'm like, well, the multiverse is, like, open. <laughs> so I feel like that's an option. As far as if we, like, fully did want to recast T'Challa as T'Challa, oh God, I, I really don't know. Not off the top of my head. I don't know celebrities enough to know that, like, and, like, let alone somebody who I think would be so perfect for that role. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it, too. I don't know, the first person who comes to mind, because to your point, like, I don't watch a lot of movies that aren't, like, Marvel movies. That's, yeah, like, terrible exactly. to say, but, like, truly, like, I only go to the movies to go see Marvel movies, like, if I'm gonna go see it in a theater. And if I'm gonna watch TV to, like, relax, like, I don't really put on movies, again, unless they're Marvel movies. I'm normally watching, like, TV. And honestly, all I've been watching lately is Marvel TV. So, like, quite literally, that's, like, 90% of the media I consume. So to your point, like, that's a little limiting because you're not going to bring in, you know, an actor that is already in the universe because that brings in a whole lot of complications. I don't know. I mean, one actor who, like, because the only other franchise I watch is, like, religiously is Star Wars, like, thinking about John Boyega, who plays Finn, is someone who pops into my mind. You know, I think he... And I've only ever seen him in Star Wars, so that's, like, my only point of reference. But I do think he is capable of doing that kind of quiet regalness that, you know, Chadwick brought to the role, that quiet power. You know, and he's done Star Wars, so he's done some action scenes. So I think that could be an interesting option, but... Well, my problem is, is like, the things I I also watch outside are, like half the characters are probably in their 20s and not and they you can tell and they're not necessarily old enough to fulfill that role i mean unless we went about like 
And Marvel certainly could. There's no saying T'Challa has to be exactly the same age in every universe. Obviously, he's not going to be as time moves how time moves. So, I mean, we could have a younger T'Challa for all we know, but I guess, like, I can't physically picture that right now. So I'm not really sure, like, who I would put even as a young T'Challa. Obviously, a different universe is going to be a different version of him, but to have, like, that feels drastically a different version of him, having, like, a completely different age range. I mean, if you do that, I mean, he almost could be on the roster for the Young Avengers. So, like, I just, I guess I also can't really place anyone in that spot either. Yeah, I also think, truly, like, if I'm going to be blatantly honest with you all, despite the fact that I believe in my heart of hearts that we do need to eventually recast T'Challa, I can't picture anyone in the role besides Chad. So that's my other mental block, you know, just the fact that I try to picture someone else in the role and I'm like, but they're not Chad, you know, and I do, like I said, I believe that the role should be recast in this way, but it's so hard for me to picture it. And I know when it does happen, it's going to take a lot of getting used to, to see someone else in that role. And I will fully embrace them, of course. But it will be a challenge. Yeah, and I couldn't, I really couldn't agree more. Um, I think that's kind of another thing as well that I'm struggling with, where it's kind of like, oh, I don't think I can. Like, I, I keep picturing Chadwick as T'Challa this entire conversation. I'm like, yeah, I couldn't picture, couldn't picture anybody else in the suit. But I do want to ask this, and I know we get a little bit, and I don't want to get too much into predictions, but I want a quick ask. And now let's put aside trailers for right now, just because, uh, once again, that'll get more into our predictions. But truly, prior to trailers, if we were going to have another Black Panther, which we obviously were going to, who was it going to be? M'Baku, in my opinion. I was on the same page. I love that man. Okay, one, M'Baku's amazing. Two, you know, there was all that stuff coming about out about how his role was expanded and, and all of that. So... Even the behind the scenes was kind of pointing in the direction that he was, for lack of a better word, getting a promotion <laughs> within, you know, the kind of call sheet. TBD on whether that's, you know, true. We'll get into that next week, of course, but, or not next week, next episode. But yeah, that was my pick prior to trailers. And that's where I'll leave it because I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for next episode. No, I actually very passionately, so. I will say, and once again, this is not... I actually haven't fully seen any of the trailers. So actually, this is great. I've seen some pictures, I've seen some clips, but I, I, I purposely didn't want to watch them yet. Initially, obviously, going off of what I know of the hierarchy in Wakanda, I was like, okay, so I guess Shuri would step up. That is what I would understand. But also, from what I understand, is that she tend, she's like quite a bit younger than T'Challa was, so... I didn't really know if we were going to get that storyline quite yet because, you know, I think she's a great behind-the-scenes player as far as everything else. I mean, she is a great fighter, and so I have nothing against her on that, but I think, you know, age-wise, I wasn't sure if her mother more specifically would be okay with that. That's what, <laughs> Not even because I'm writing her off because of her age, because, like, Young Avengers. I truly don't know if the queen would have been, like, okay with that. So, like, going off of that, I kind of assumed Shuri would take up that mantle, but... If it did go elsewhere, I also was thinking Baku. For one, nobody challenged T'Challa, obviously, and put a challenger forth when he was trying to become king, except Baku's tribe, of course, and Baku himself. 
and, you know, his character development that came together during Black Panther. And then to your point, we obviously heard that he was getting an expanded role in the newer movie. I was like, he, he was a king. He already was. I mean, he was leading his tribe as a king, regardless of them technically being a part of Wakanda. They didn't see it that way for a very long time. So he was a leader and he's been a leader. So I very naturally see him fitting into that role. I also absolutely love Winston Duke. Oh my god, he's so amazing. Fell for him during the Endgame, or was it, it was either the Infinity War or the Endgame press release, because he was always with Sebastian and Mackie, and it was just, like, <laughs> absolutely chaotic, and I, I loved it. I keep thinking when we say his name about one specific thing where they're reading dirty tweets, I won't share the tweet aloud right now, but just look it up. It's hilarious. I am definitely familiar with that particular tweet. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, like, in my head every time I think of him, and Sebastian's reading it, Sebastian's laughing his butt off, and so I I fell in love with Winston Duke. I would love to see him, you know, his expanded role being the Black Panther or being the king, even, I think is absolutely fitting for him with the circumstance that we've been given. Yeah. Well, I think we are getting to the point where we're gonna go into predictions if we talk any longer. And like we said, we definitely want to bring to you guys our full gamut of predictions, what we think is going to happen in the film, all of that good stuff, end credit scene, mid credit scene, all the usual great prediction stuff. So we're going to save that for next episode and call it a wrap on this franchise. But definitely, we just want to emphasize how much we are looking forward to this film and covering it. And it's going to be a great time. So thank you for listening. If you are not already subscribed to the show, you can go ahead and do that on your podcast platform of choice. For those of you who have already left a rating or a review, we are so grateful. And if you haven't and you would like to just share your love for the show, please go ahead and do it. We'd be really appreciative. You can also check out our blog, which is linked below. Lots of great content on there, some extra research. Who knows? Maybe that thirst tweet might show up on a blog post as an example. You never know. It probably will. Not going (laughs) to lie. (laughs) And uh, you can also check out our Redbubble shop, which has show merch designed by yours truly. And you can buy on there, also linked in the show notes. And make sure you guys are also following us on Twitter at Let's Talk MFT. All our blog and podcast episodes will go up on there so you can find them there. Also, any tweets, news, Marvel-related things are being shared by us when we see them. So needing to keep up with Marvel, go there. All one-stop shop. Also, make sure you guys are signing up for our newsletter. The November newsletter will be pretty much all Black Panther franchise-related. So make sure you guys are signing up either on our Twitter, there's a link, or also on our blog, you can sign up, and you guys can get that right in your inbox on November 1st prior to Black Panther Wakanda Forever coming out. Until then, we will be doing our predictions episode, as always, coming up. Keep an eye out for that. And then, of course, after the film, we will be covering it with our reactions. So make sure you guys are keeping up with our content because Marvel's about to blow your mind. So let's talk about it.